I am as old as the Earth. My essence has existed since the beginning of time, born in frigid blackness, forged by scorching hot flame. I am steel. Cold, merciless, unforgiving. I have no heart. I have no soul. And you mortals cannot conquer me. Here I stand tall and erect, and brave men quiver and fall at my feet. I will rip your skin, tear your flesh, spill your blood, scar your very souls. Small Joe, as much as you want to kick my ass, I want to kick your ass even what more. You caught me tonight. I return it tenfold, tenfold. There is no remorse. Only my face. Leave it locked down. Team Cage leaves Team Taco for death. It's gonna kill you. I am the harbinger of hell, the devourer of dreams. Dominus Gratis. He's gonna kill, gonna kill, with you. Oh, it's real. Amen. Dominus Gratis. In nomine Patri, in Filii, in Spiritus Sanctus. Amen. Be afraid. Be very afraid. God have mercy on their soul. Wow. Wow. Amazing. That was welcome. one hell of a that was one hell of a video package. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome everyone to Spot Callers. I am Justin here with Cyrus. Uh, and if you didn't hear, if you didn't know, if you didn't see it just now, we are reviewing TNA Lockdown 2008. What an excellent there's one thing that I can say about TNA. They always had dope ass intros and video packages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that video package was really good. The video package throughout, like the pay per view, are really nice as well. Even for like matches and feuds that were just eh, just whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, this, I mean, if you follow Cyrus and I on Twitter, uh, I long time coming. <laughs> I fell off a bit. I did fall off a bit. I'm sorry, guys. I got caught up in Thanksgiving and Power Rangers and okay, yeah. That you know, yeah, it was my fault. It was definitely my fault. Okay, I, I I'm the bastard for not having this out in November. But hey, we are here in December, man. It's been a crazy year. Yeah. It's been a crazy year. Man. It it's been absolutely insane, especially just like you know the way Thanksgiving has turned out this year, where hopefully. Y'all didn't go see nobody. I didn't see nobody. Just me and my mom. Hopefully the listeners did the same. Probably not, but it is what it is. And <laughs> the, and as as we were waiting for to do this episode, I came up with this crazy theory that spot callers is usually always like kind of like right where okay. Whenever we do an episode, it's always culturally relevant to what's going on in wrestling today. So wow. we were going to do this in November, and then they have a match that is very similar to War Games. Mm-hmm. And now, even even though we miss War Games, Impact is kind of 
relevant again <laughs> with well, I mean, uh, with I mean, Kenny Omega I'm, going over? It's not even kind of. Everyone is pretending like it is the hottest ticket in town now. So there we go. <laughs> So, uh, we're, we're just always right on the mark. <laughs> yeah, right on time with everything. And of course, uh, this is coming at the tail end. And in fact, I think today is the last day of the Impact membership, Impact Plus membership that we bought originally. <laughs> <laughs> that we bought like two months ago? <laughs> yeah, and it was sapping money out of me every month while I waited for the, the you know, to do this show. But we are here now, uh, live on uh on spot callers and now we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into the show let's get into lockdown let's do it yeah so live from Lowell, massachusetts they keep saying boston i do not know why <laughs> <laughs> not boston well let, let's see let's see Lowell, how far it is yeah let's say Lowell, massachusetts distance hold on distance from Boston, let's see if it if it's if it's even fair. Watch it be like five miles away. Forty seven minutes. It's thirty miles away. So there were <laughs> there were they were about thirty miles away from from Boston and Lowell. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe all the the Boston people who listen could let us know if that's even comparable or even fair to to say that you're technically in Boston. Uh, I don't think so, but. Uh, you know, <laughs> Who knows? You know what I'm saying? We, who knows mm-hmm. what, what, uh, what, what people think, but I mean, essentially not, not even close, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we open with Mike Tanay inside of the cage, uh, asking, will Samoa Joe retire? Uh, and of course that video package that we played at the top of the show. Uh, then we had Don West and Jeremy Borash in the crowd with the hillbillies. This, this made me cringe when I watched with it. With the hillbillies. <laughs> it, made me, it made me cringe when I watched it, knowing how this year has gone. I was like, ooh, put a mask on. I was like, ooh, don't, don't do that. Right? Oh, my God. My first, like, as soon as I watched the show and I just saw a crowd of people, I was just like, wow, you remember crowds? Like, I hate this year because when I watch anything, even it, like, even of old, <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, man, y'all so close together. <laughs> yeah, y'all are way too close together. Yeah, y'all need to y'all need to move out the way. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it it's just crazy. We're gonna be watching these shows from the past, and we're gonna be you know feeling feeling certain types of ways about things that are happening. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I it's just the it's just the nature of everything that that's, that's been going on. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they're they're in the crowd, and we it leads us to. Our first match, the X Division title match between Curry Man, Sanjay Dutt, Johnny Devine, Consequences Creed, and uh, Black Machismo, Jay Lethal. It's the X Division match. Jay Lethal's a champion. Of course, he's in his Black Machismo gimmick, which, of course, was the Macho Man gimmick. Did you know about this before the show? Yes, yes. I, I knew about his Macho Man gimmick because everybody just kind of uh, says, like, uh, Jay, uh, Jay Lethal doesn't really have his character outside of just being a fake Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. And I was just like, well, you, you, you see it here. <laughs> and, he, and, he st- and he still does a lot of the Macho Man stuff. And, you know, if Macho Man is one of his favorites, then it's whatever. I don't think that's like truly a slight to his wrestling ability. Yeah, no, he, he's absolutely one of the, one of the best uh, who stayed and stuck with ROH to, you know, mm-hmm. all the way up to this point. Um, Chris, Christopher Daniels, like just, just, just a background on a couple people in here. Christopher Daniels is Curry Man here. Of course, he was oh. the time. Yes, that's Christopher Daniels. Uh, you can tell. I, no. I guess I guess you thought that the uh, the cross on his titties was real. <laughs> I when I saw Curry Man, my first thing was just like big, big racist energy. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely big racism. But, but I mean, you know, it got over in, in New Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. He was pretty big out there at the time. Of course, Consequences Creed uh, is, as we all know, Xavier Woods today uh, in the WWE. Uh, and Sanjay Dutt actually works with WWE now as well. He's one of the backstage uh, producers uh, on shows. I, I, can't, I can't remember if it was NXT or 205 Live, but one of those he's a uh, producer mm-hmm. for. Uh, good, good, uh, good bunch of people. I, uh, I wasn't really high when I first saw Sanjay Dutt, I believe, what was it? Death Before Dishonor? Was that the ROA yeah. show we saw when he was against Daniel Bryan? Yeah, I think it was. I, I wasn't a big fan of that, but here I thought he did like some really cool stuff alongside Jay Lethal here. I don't know if they were ever a true tag team at some point, but they were doing some real innovative shit that I don't really see anymore. Yeah, they were absolutely at the time of this. They were um, they were teamed up together. Obviously, you could tell. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was this show or the 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 uh, coming up in the future. What was what what happened to them later on? But I'll get to that after the match is over. Um, Consequences Creed looks like a child. This is only his second match <laughs> in, in, in TNA. This is his second match in Impact, but I will say he is explosive in yeah. this shit. Like he is. He is hungry. He's trying to prove himself. Uh, in my notes, I said he has like Kenny Omega levels of explosiveness in this match. Like he was really in that shit. Yeah, he's he's very crisp as a worker as well. I thought that he really shined here, as, as you know, for as green as he was, um, and putting him in this position. And and of course, I, I think we buried the lead of Lockdown. In case anyone didn't know, Lockdown is kind of like TNA's Hell in a Cell pay per view, except it's all cage matches. Every single match is a cage match. Tag matches, uh, <laughs> weapons matches, all of that is, it happens in a cage. So this X Division match is in a cage. There, obviously, there are a lot of uh, rules here. But in this particular cage match, you have to, you know, you have to pin or eliminate everyone until it's down to two, and then it, it turns into a regular cage match. Which is, I guess, I, I, I don't like the secondary rules that are in a lot of these matches, but it, it flowed well. It was, it's TNA, hat on top of a hat theory. You know, they, they do that all the time. Um, it's a fast pace to start with uh, Johnny Devine eliminating Sanjay Dutt, which to me, again, if you know what happens in the storyline later, you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop there. But uh, Johnny Devine, of course, the only heel in this match. So, of course, he does a lot of heel stuff here. Um, Creed is super crisp uh, in this match. I, I thought he was like, again, he, like even, the, even his finish and everything, a lot of the moves that he uses today, he looked way, way, you know, more uh, in tune than you know what you would think of from somebody uh, in their second match and just yeah. a couple of years into the business. And <laughs> it, knowing knowing that this is like his second match, like he he was destined for greatness because man, he is like he's not like green, you know, like he he is working there like a veteran. Like I thought he was doing like some really good shit in there, and that was really cool to see. And that is kind of just like a lot of my assessments on uh wrestlers on spot callers is just like it's great to see like how they're started and this is probably one of the greatest starts absolutely yeah i, th- I thought it was it was really really good um final segment uh here of course everyone gets eliminated and it's down to divine and lethal uh divine tapes lethal to the turnbuckle dut helps uh helps cut him free and jay lethal jumps out of the cage I said, no turn tonight. I thought I was expecting it. I thought it was this show. Of course, um, you know, Sanjay Dutt turns on Jay Lethal a little bit later down the line. Mm-hmm. But uh, I gave this a three stars. I thought it was a really solid show to start, uh, a solid start to the show, uh, as the X Division usually does. 
Yeah, I, I gave it three and a half. I really liked. Uh, I really did like this match. Like spot to spot was really great. Not everybody in here was a really good worker. Like this is this is not the uh, the period of impact where it's like really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's really good in ring work around this period of time. Um, after this, we have Frank Trigg giving his thoughts on the Angle and Joe match, hammering home on how important this match is. Frank Trigg has zero faith in Samoa Joe throughout this whole <laughs> night. He is like, Joe is going to get his ass beat. He is not going to win. He's not going to be able to do it. I was like, uh, you know, at least kind of give us a, <laughs> give him a little bit of something. He was like, no, I've seen him train. He's ass. Yeah. And honestly, Samoa Joe versus a gold medal Olympian. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, it was straight hands. Probably not. <laughs> he's keeping it. He's keeping it real. Uh, so after this, we get a video package between. I, I thought it was probably the worst video package of the night, but um, Kip James, of course, uh, the former uh, badass Billy Gunn, talking about his match with BG James, uh, and, and that is, of course, Road Dog Jesse James. Uh, mm. I, is, that's not Kip. That's not Kip's. Uh, that's not Kip's name. I think. I, I think I made a mistake. Uh, I believe, man, it's been so long since I watched the show. <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, whatever. It, it's, uh, it, it's, 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 it's Kip something, right? Like it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's this first thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I, I thought I was wiling. I thought I was wiling. Cause I was like, there's no way that they gave, uh, <laughs> there's no way they gave these, these motherfuckers the same last name. They actually did. Uh, mm-hmm. so <laughs> Kip, I, I, I overthought myself. So Kip James, uh, is in, front of a tiger of course uh matching this year as well as cyrus said earlier we we, we always call the shots here uh tiger king earlier this year and kip james <laughs> of tiger to end the year uh saying that you know he is a tiger in the cage and you know he's gonna feed on bg james and feeds the tiger uh bg james of course uh giving another promo i thought it was a pretty good promo there on in the video package uh ending it off uh leading to BG James versus Kip James. This is a former besties, now enemies thing that we've seen before. Of course, mm-hmm. the reason this happened was uh, that during the Feast or Fired gimmick, um, BG had basically pulled out a tag team title uh, championship situation, and he gave it to his father, who he wanted to win the titles with. Uh, Kip took offense to this and uh, turned on both of them, and that led us to this match. What a silly reason, but okay. Uh, I'm... I thought the match was okay, but I'm not too high on it, though. Uh, not at all. Um, the, th- the thing about it is, is that these two are better as a tag team, and they don't work well as a singles. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that you know, there was a lot of a lot of old school stuff here. These are two very old school wrestlers, um, and, and there's no nonsense. There's no high spots or anything like that. It was yeah. basically Kip taking it to BG for most of the match. And then, you know, in the end, uh, you get the baby face spot against BG uh, James, who, like, I, th- I think is a pretty good baby face. But, like, he just works so much better as the the hot tag or not the hot tag, but the, the face in peril leading to Kip coming in as the hot tag. Yeah, that that's why, like, that's why I thought the match was just like it was a OK. Like, they're like good in the ring, like, you know, Matt wrestling and, you know, not doing high flying stuff, but I definitely thought this slowed down the momentum of the pay-per-view after you have that super explosive, uh, start. So yeah, it's, uh, it's okay. Like I'll give it a three. You gave it a three. Wow. I gave it, yeah. I gave it significantly. Low. I gave it about a, about a, t- uh, a one. It was, it was really underwhelming. Really? 
Damn. I thought for, I thought for all of the hype, they didn't really use the cage that much in this oh, match. Yeah, the, this um, is this is the point where the cage should have went back up. <laughs> <laughs> it was completely regular. I, I think yeah. that I, I think that Kip is a better seller than BG as well. I, I thought that BG came off to me as like very like underselling a lot of stuff that was happening. Uh, he he won. Uh, BG won after a roll up. In, in a really plotting match that I guess just wasn't as brutal as they advertised it to be. Um, yeah. I gave it a one, in fact, so uh, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't happy with it. Do, uh, do, after, do you know uh, if they had a second match after this? I believe that they do. I'm not sure if there was a gimmick tied to it. Um, okay. I, I cannot remember. I cannot remember if they did. I, I was like in and out of impact in, in this in this year. I only kind of messed with the... Uh, the bigger, like the the bigger uh, thing, like like the Sting stuff and stuff like that. I would I would be into that, but really not much after that. They were, they had like the Voodoo Ken Mafia thing, which was mm-hmm. really silly. <laughs> uh, but I but I think that um, I think that hold on, reading it now. I think they do. Yeah, I think. I okay. Think yeah. So that that that's probably. Uh... You know, this is like the teaser before then they do the, the the big match that is actually what you would have wanted. But for not doing it within a cage, it's kind of silly. I do agree there. Yeah, I, I just thought that it wasn't, you know, just wasn't really uh, wasn't really it for me. And uh, actually, you know what? Kip went on to declare himself the megastar, an arrogant gimmick similar to his the one gimmick from WWF. And he stopped oh, okay. making not making appearances on Impact until April twenty fourth, when he was attacked by Matt Morgan for no reason. So, <laughs> Matt <thing>. Morgan killing. <laughs> yeah, not 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 much, <laughs> not not much going there going on there with with one BG uh, or BG James and Kip James. Uh, after the match, he clotheslines uh, BG, and we get to the next thing, uh, which or the next uh, backstage with Kurt Angle speaking. The TNA title is really dope looking. I thought it was yeah, really, really it's, cool. it's really cool. Now, I think this belt is, it looks infinitely better than the Sting or Jeff Hardy belt that was on the last show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, you look, when you look at them side by side, okay, yeah, this belt is kind of terrible. <laughs> yeah, this belt is definitely, it, it, it was big to a point where you couldn't really see what was on it, like as far as the, the type and uh, all the stuff that was emblazoned on it. But I thought the design works for me and it looks big and important. And that's what I think uh, all world world uh, world championships should look like. Uh, he says he name drops WWE and saying that says that whoever they brought uh, in front of him, he defeated. He talks about uh, seeing Samoa Joe for the first time and knowing that he had to defeat him. And he cannot be the very best champion if he doesn't defeat Joe. Really good promo by Kurt Angle here. Yeah, uh, the, I, I think the promos that lead up into the main event are like really, really great. And I believe we're going to get into another one soon. Yes, we are. Um, this leads us to, oh boy, waiting for this one. Cuffed in the cage. Uh, a lot of people here. One thing you will notice that there are a lot of multi-man matches in this show. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the show. Uh, but also shows you just how big the roster was in TNA at the time. Oh my god! Right, especially for the women. Yeah, for a for a show that had one hour on or one hour on like I think off day like the explosion the show explosion and then the actual TV was like two hours. A lot of people mm-hmm. on these shows they got a lot of people in. 
Um, so this was against the Rock and Rave Infection, which was Lance Hoyt and Jimmy Rave versus Kaz and Eric Young uh, versus Black Rain and Relic versus the Mortar City Machine Guns versus LAX versus Scott Steiner and Lil Petey Williams. A lot of guys. I said a, a, a whole lot. <laughs> so uh, in order to win, you have to handcuff your opponents to the cage in order to win. That is it. No pinfall, no submission. Just handcuff them and you win. Yeah, you, you, by 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 the tone, you already know what we going. <laughs> this is getting that low rating, baby. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Rave and uh, Lance Hoyt have a STD gimmick showing you just how far uh, Lance Hoyt has come in the last ten years. <laughs> uh, now, now he has. I don't buy the new console gimmick. Now <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> Uh, so we had we had a backstage altercation uh, where Ray, Relic and Rain beat down Eric Young before the match uh, mm-hmm. in the backstage area. Of course, Eric Young, uh, the lovable kind of like uh, I won't say Eugene because that was just a, a, a offensive character in itself. And mm-hmm. maybe he was kind of like the, the hurricane. Lovable. Would it be uh, would it, the comparison be Hurricane? Yeah, be hurricane at the time, yeah. Eric Young was doing a super Eric gimmick where he would go backstage and um, and dress as a superhero in order to defeat people he'd have to do the whole hulk hogan thing and be invulnerable to attacks all of that all that good stuff so in order to set up a lot of uh i'd say all, a lot of adversity for his tag team partner kaz they took him out before the match started uh and you know we had everyone else come in i gotta say homicide is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time lex is one of the most over tag teams in this company <clears throat> at the time you can tell in this match and they had shit all to do in this match it, it it seems to be a trend that LAX always gets the short end of the stick, even to 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 this day. <laughs> yeah, it, it, really it sucks, is definitely man. ridiculous. It really sucks, man. Like it, it it it's it's really bad, and you know they eventually do end up getting um getting their just due a couple months later. I'll, I'll get to that after we talk about this match. It just okay. sucks that they're kind of in a they're kind of in a a holding pattern, you know, for, uh, for everything that, that was happening with the super Eric and, uh, Kaz and AJ Styles and Tom Cole. But, um, here we have a lot of stuff going on. Scott, Scott Steiner and Lil Petey, uh, getting it off in the beginning. Scott Steiner looked great here in the match. He was very crisp. Yeah. That, uh, when I heard Scott Steiner, I was just like, Oh man, <laughs> are, <laughs> are, are, are we going to get, uh, you know the the dude that did the pro uh, the sacrifice promo, or uh, you know old school WCW, even older than that, uh, Scott Steiner, and we got you know this the Scott Steiner of old. You got you got to mix of both. I think promo wise, he was still the same guy. <laughs> but oh, um, well, he didn't cut a promo here, so. <laughs> you noticed that he they, they were bleeping him. He was he was cussing the whole time coming down the ramp. Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, he he was uh he, he was cussing the the whole the absolute whole time he was just he was cussing the, the you know they were bleeping out a lot of stuff. Um, the other teams actually team up on Steiner and handcuff him because he was way too much of a problem. AKA he was probably winded after handing out six suplexes in a row. Uh, so they got him out of there very quickly. He was eliminated, and uh, PD Williams uh he gets eliminated not too long after when Eric returned or I'm sorry Eric Young returns from the back. Uh, the rules of this is so stupid. Because it takes away a lot of what you could do. It turns into a big clusterfuck. And I thought that I, it was hard to take matches for this because just a lot of stuff was happening. People were getting handcuffed and I was missing it because the camera wasn't catching it. It was just yeah. a lot of. Very, uh, very bad directing there. 
Um, there was a really cool spot with uh, <laughs> with Hernandez doing the Cracker Jack into the cage, which looked absolutely... <laughs> that <laughs> shit looked painful as hell, son. It was the best spot of the match to me. Uh, I, and then you had Kaz, who was still in the match, doing a sloppy flux capacitor off of the cage. I thought oh, I was... That looks so terrible. Here. It was literally him just doing like a backflip and being like, okay, just just go down as fast as you can. <laughs> Not, and, and, I, and, they, and they hyped it up big and I was just like that kind of that looked really terrible <laughs> yeah I mean and, and in between all of this the Motor City Machine Guns also get handcuffed and eliminated from the match uh, mm. I thought John West was earning his motherfucking check in this match he was going crazy the whole match from the, from the bell to, to the end yeah uh, he he was more excited than me and you know what he really he really did sell that match but this match just the, the the handcuff thing really took me out of it like I don't think I don't think that stuff is particularly great. Yeah. Um, then we have Super Eric come out and proceed. This is, this is where I'm tuned out. Yeah, he, he, he nerfed everyone in the match. He finessed Relic into getting handcuffed <laughs> and winning the match. One thing I can say, though, Cyrus, he was really over when he came back out as Super oh, Eric. I... I I heard that pop. That that pop is uh what was getting uh what was going around Twitter recently? Uh, Kevin knows coming out for war games. Like it was that level. <laughs> yeah, it was. It really was. Like people were waiting for Super Eric. Um, they 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 were really really excited. And when they when they got what they wanted, uh, you know, they 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 did not disappoint. Uh, Super Eric wins the match and gets a title shot for uh, the tag championships. Uh, I give Fantastic. this a two. I give, I gave this two stars. It, it was it was just there for me. It was just a lot of shit going on. Okay, I I I, uh, I gave it two and one fourth. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it wasn't that um, bad. So after this, uh, Kaz and Eric would win the titles from AJ and Tomko. But get this, Cyrus, they had to forfeit it because Eric wouldn't admit that he was super Eric. <sighs> <laughs> he wouldn't give up his secret identity. Next match, please. <laughs> Uh, next segment. There's a good thing about it. Uh, LAX will win the titles, the vacant titles, after the uh, Deuces Wild tournament, which was absolutely insane. It involved a lot of people drawing names from a hat uh, about their tag team partners. It was just mm-hmm. crazy. They read up on it one day when you get a chance. It was, it's one of the worst things they've ever done. Um, Samoa Joe's family speaks next. Uh, pretty good promo from them. Uh, they, they, can, they can really talk. It's so funny that like Joe's family also doesn't look like the Rocks family and all those Samoans are like, they run the business. And it's so funny that like Samoa Joe's family, like is completely like away from all of that. It's, it's, yeah. It's, they look, I, I actually really, really enjoyed this interview segment with Joe's family because, you know, whenever Samoans and, you know, the rock family, as you, uh, as you were just saying, like, it's always like a big deal. Like you should be knowing these people, like you should be knowing these legends, like, you know, but when you see Samoa Joe's family, it really just seems like it's just regular people, you know, like you yeah. see like a humble beginning just looking at them. And uh, Joe's dad cuts a really good promo, even though he's just saying like he believes in his son and all that. Like it was just very simple and straight to the point. He was just showing his support. And I thought that was really great. Uh, next up, we have whew, I, in, in, in my notes. The first thing I say is this might be smelly. Um, we have we have Awesome Kong and Raisha Saeed versus ODB and Gail Kim. Wait, did we not talk about the reverse battle royale steel cage match? Oh my god, did we? Did we did skip, we skip that? that? There's no way we did. There's no way. 
I've looked on it. Oh my God, we did. We did. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind went straight to. Is, is there's something about this where my mind went straight from the X Division match straight to BG? Yeah. And, and, and no, honestly, uh, the match is not that great, <laughs> and I don't remember any faces. But I'm like, there, there's a women's match that we're missing, right? <laughs> Let's quickly go to the Queen of the Cage match. I'm so sorry. This is a reverse battle royal. Uh, Christy Hemi versus Salinas versus Jacqueline Moore versus Tracy Books Brooks versus Angelina Love versus Velvet Sky versus Raka Khan versus Roxy Laveau. Uh, but I, first thing on my notes was, oh no. Uh, Salinas comes out and does a crazy ass dance. I made sure <laughs> to put that in my notes. Uh, this was contested under the reverse cage match rules, meaning that the match does not start until two people enter uh, into the ring. Whoever gets a title shot, whoever wins gets a title shot against Awesome Kong. It was a really quick match. There wasn't, there wasn't really much to say. Uh, mm-hmm. Rock, Rock, he got into the, into the ring fairly quickly, and uh, Angelina Love followed up. Uh, it was a really quick little match they had afterward with Roxy doing the voodoo drop on Angelina for the win. So. Okay. Uh, Mark must have got, a, got uh, a hand in my notes here, but it was just all my notes say is there's a, there's a lot of bad bitches here. <laughs> 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 that's all my notes say and i i couldn't uh there was a lot of people but who is the lady that had the purple pants because i thought she was going crazy in there i think that might have been uh roxy uh roxy Laveau. yeah yeah she she was doing some really good uh good stuff in that match i thought she was a really solid worker that's she all was, i have she was outworking a lot of people in that match i, I but i feel as though like you know the the level of of talent it, it kind of fluctuates where you had, oh, you, know, you had you had a match with all of these talent here but then you had Gail Kim and ODB who in my opinion were like the top two in the company at the time were in another match at the time so you know you had to you had to kind of stretch it out as as much as you could. Mm-hmm. Um. So sorry about that. Let's go. Let's go right back to Gail Kim and ODB uh, versus Awesome Kong and Raisha Saeed. Raisha Saeed who is playing a. Uh, what could you say? Like a Middle Eastern gimmick. Uh, she was actually cheerleader Melissa. I'm not sure if you were ever uh, familiar yeah. with her from, from the Indies. Um, the optics of Raisha wrestling in the veil is pretty hilarious. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think in my notes, I was just like, wow, surprisingly respectful. <laughs> I thought they're going to have her take it off or something. <laughs> uh, again, another quick match. A lot of, a lot of big spots uh, really, really early. Um, Gail, of course, plays the face in peril waiting for ODB. No uh, way. Cheerleader Melissa was Mary Posa in Lucha Underground. Yeah. Oh my God. She's great. <laughs> but she's like not great in this match. Well, I think that I think that's just by by proxy of her having to play this fucking manager or character that wasn't really allowed to wrestle. Mm-hmm. She had to be like terrible. And I and you know, I just didn't think that was a, the best use of cheerleader Melissa's time. But she, of course, is a is a great talent is and was one of like the, the pioneers in the indies of women's wrestling. Um Gail Kim, Rana off the cage. What you think about that? Ouch. <laughs> as an individual that has had spinal surgery, ouch. <laughs> every every time I see like a back bump like that, I just like shiver a bit. Well, I mean, you know, it it is uh Gail Kim was was known to uh to go crazy like that. Mm-hmm. 
she was known to do that and and she she absolutely went off in matches for, like this and and also like her match with uh, awesome Kong. She had a great series with, with matches against Awesome Kong, who was who, of course, was like the big monster heel at the time. Like she was, she was crazy. But in this, you had to, um, she kind of had to like play background here. Awesome Kong did, and mm-hmm. and really kind of give way for Aisha to finally get her uh her just dues. The the finish of the match comes with uh, Raisha getting in the way of a backfist, leading to Kong being taken out by ODB and Raisha or and Raisha taking the splash from ODB as well for the win. I gave it two stars. I thought, I thought it was fine. It was all right. Yeah, it, it, it was just about two stars. It's okay. Uh, after this, we had a Karen Angle promo. I'm not sure how far they were into their marital issues. Of course, we watched uh, we watched the victory roll where they were already divorced and she was already remarried to Jeff Jarrett. So <laughs> I'd have them has been pretty far in, <laughs> but uh, it was a pretty good promo. I thought. Yeah, and they they might have uh, they might have been deep into it because Kurt Angle is like he doesn't. Well, we'll talk about it in the match, but he doesn't want to get distracted. So I think they're kind of like uh, very deep into it. I thought it was an okay promo. I of all the promos that kind of talk about this match, I really did like uh, the Joe family one the best. Yeah, I, yeah, it it really was good as far as like the promos between the people that uh, their loved ones. You mean? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty good. Um, next up, we have a video package for the <laughs> Robert Rude. And Booker T promo. Thinly, <laughs> I put in my notes. It's the thinly veiled racism for me. <laughs> my, my notes are they gonna take it there? <laughs> uh, Charmel gets drawed by uh, Rude, punched in the face, uh, and that leads us to this grudge match between these two, or these four. I'm sorry, uh, and that leads us to another tag match, mixed tag match this time. Booker T and Charmel versus Robert Rude and Peyton Banks. The Booker T remix, the TNA remix, is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. This 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 match is kind of insane. They didn't even try with that remake, but um, you know Booker T was still crisp here. I'm not even gonna lie; like people forget how really good he is in the ring because of all the jokes and stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. But he he was he was going off, and and Robert Rue was really really good in here uh, in this match as well. Yeah, uh, the second Impact show that we've seen, and Robert Rue is like really really good. Uh, I don't, I just don't know what happened today, but. <laughs> I, I thought he was really good here. Honestly, I, I looked at this match the same as I looked at the Daniel Bryan Bree versus Miz and uh, was it Maurice? I just knew that at some point he's going to have to tag in and it's going to be some fuckery. And then, you know, the match is over. Baby faces win. But luckily, it wasn't that long, right? So I yes. mean, it, was, it was a pretty short match. As soon as we got to the spinner Rooney, I was like, oh, man, are they about to end this? And the thing that's funny is that the spinner Rooney got zero reaction from the crowd here. No one gave a fuck about the spinner Rooney. It's, uh, it, it, it's the people of Maine. You know how they do. <laughs> they probably say, get, get this dancing shit out of here. <laughs> um, Charmel comes in after the tag. She's held back by, by Rude. A miscommunication leads to yet another Roll up finish, uh, not another, but yet. I mean, I'm thinking of Raw. Sorry, I'm I'm I'm, th- I'm I'm always thinking of Raw in these roll up finishes. So it wasn't another roll up finish. It's actually a novel idea, but it was a second roll up finish in the show. Don't don't. Mm. don't. Um. Oh, here was, we go. <laughs> it was what it was. Uh, I, I thought this, they they did all they could do to hide the fact that Charmel is not great in the ring. Um, they, they does Char her. does Charmel wrestle? Because I'm only familiar with her as a valet. She did uh, at one point. Yeah, she did. Okay, so it's just like the wife occasionally wrestling. Yes. Okay. Then I, 
I, that's what I originally thought. So my expectations weren't high. And her rating on cage match is a 3.8. And I think that is very harsh. She's not a wrestler. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's terrible. But I mean, WCW, she did a lot of wrestling in WCW. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was rough. She was uh, Paisley in WCW. Yeah, I'm looking at her right now. Yeah, she, uh. was with, uh, she was a Prince Ikea. Um, Rude threatens to hit Peyton Banks after the match. So that's cool. <sighs> when... <laughs> When they started arguing in the ring and I saw him raise his arm, I said, please don't take it there. <laughs> don't oh, take it there. Uh, it wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> this is <laughs> it's definitely not that long ago. Um, okay. So next up, we get uh, MMA fighter Marcus Davis speaking on training with Small Joe. Pretty routine promo here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then we get the lethal lockdown vignette. Uh, video package between Team Tomco and Team Cage. A lot of moving parts here. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I I thought this match was really good until you notice when you when your eyes just like glance over somewhere else where they're all fighting on top of the cage, and then you can see all the old winded people just laying down on the ground uh, yeah. at the bottom of the cage. That's when I was just like, oh, this is why there's so much attention to the top. But I did like the steel cage structure, having the like the sort of like little vents so they could do all these crazy things up there. But it was whatever. Even even the team leader, uh, Tomko, he wasn't even like really a part of the finish. Like he was an afterthought. Once again, AJ Styles stealing the show. Yeah, um, the structure of the lethal lockdown, you went a, you went a little bit ahead of me here. Oh, my fault. The whole match. I was I was gonna go through it and have fun. No. With it. Well, what else, what else uh, can yeah, be said yeah. if you want to talk about? Uh, well, let me launch the match. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about what the match was. Damn. Uh, the lethal lockdown match is basically TNA's version of War Games. Of course, they could not use the name of War Games, but you had Teamus Tomko, mm-hmm. which uh, Tyson Tomko, who was from WWE as well, um, AJ Styles, Team 3D. And James Storm versus Team Cage, Christian Cage, Sting, Rhino, Kevin Nash, and Matt Morgan. I mean, on paper, Team Tomko's team is way better than oh, Team Cage. Yeah. But um, is I, I say Christian Cage, even though he had absolutely worst entrance gear of all time, really made himself in TNA. And and that's what I wanted to talk about was, was how I liked him in TNA. He was able to carve out his own lane away from Edge, and I thought that it was really really cool that they gave him so many opportunities and that he was in these big these big programs and these big, you know, these big moments like this. Yeah. Uh, play, play. Hey, he definitely played like the front runner for his team, especially uh, towards the finish, which I already alluded to my fault, <laughs> but the, the, the rest of the team, like, I think Rhino got one, uh, one spear in and that was it. Sting did like two moves. That was it. Kevin Nash walked. Uh, and Matt Morgan was just kind of whatever to me. What was funny was that like these intervals are supposed to be five minutes and then it, the first interval was five minutes and the rest of it was like literally like one minute sometimes. It, like they, they, <laughs> they like counted these intervals so strangely that it was very hard to get a grasp or really catch your breath as to who was coming in and who was coming out. So like every yeah. single time there'd be somebody coming in. But I mean, largely for this match, there was a large stretch of people doing nothing. And I think that that's a big difference from the War Games matches in NXT where it's like the maybe it's the illusion of the fact that they're doing something, but they mm-hmm. let the elbows play out. They feel like actual handicap matches or two on two matches or three on two matches as they play out, but they actually feel like something's happening. In this match, it was like you can't have Sting come out 
And then, you know, the weapons finally come out into the ring and then he, he, he gets hit with like a kendo stick in the face and then he's out for the rest of the match. Like it was very yeah. weird. Can't, uh, can't have that. And honestly, team, uh, team cage is really just a whole bunch of old people that kind of just do like one spot and then they're kind of done. And I think that was like the large issue of this match. Yeah, um, I mean, you had Devon like bleeding for no reason. I was like, "What even cut you?" <laughs> he was like <laughs> a lot, and I was like, "Bro, what the hell? What? When did he even get hurt?" I, I was my man, my man, my man was feeling it. <laughs> he was going legend, uh huh. Um, well, I mean, Matt Morgan taking a fucking unprotected chair shot for no reason again, very stupid. And this uh, is this is 2008, so I think this is definitely the period of time where that should have stopped. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt Morgan taking that 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 hit to the face. Uh, now today he's a mayor. So uh, yeah, just think about who you vote for sometimes. Um, <laughs> in the end, AJ sets up a ridiculous spot in the ladder on the top of the cage. One thing we didn't mention is that the, the top of the cage had a it, it had actual top. Yeah, it had a lid. A covering, and, and once uh, everyone was in the ring, the covering came down, and there was a table and a ladder on top of it. Um, he, AJ sets up the ladder, and he and Christian fall through the table uh, on the top of the cage. Thank God nobody was hurt here. Mm-hmm. That, like, that well, uh, what is it? I believe they they were trying to set up something with the table, and one of their foot got caught. Like the... Uh, the cage, uh, the cage started ripping, and like yeah. one of their foot got caught. I was just like, "Oh my god, please be safe!" And then like they're still like trying to set up a table spot, and then Styles like sets up a ladder, and I'm just like, "Okay, there's going legend." <laughs> it, 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 this is something completely different. Yeah, it it is. It, it was definitely like, okay, y'all shouldn't have did that, but I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> like yeah. because it was not it was it was very ill advised that, that they did that. Uh, but it ended with with Rhino giving uh, James Storm the gore and pinning him for the win. I thought it was a bit long. Like I said, there were long stretches of people doing nothing. But I thought mm-hmm. that the final couple of spots were were really really cool. I gave it three stars. Yeah, uh, I'll give it two and a half. I did like a lot of the stuff that was done on top of the cage. And if you just ignore the bottom of the cage as AJ Styles is doing all that crazy stuff, like the match is like really insane. Okay, so main event time. Uh, Karen Angle at ringside. Uh, Frank Trigg on commentary. My my thing with Angle and Joe here before we start talking about the match is that I feel as though they kept Samoa Joe away from the title for way too long. And granted, I get that the road to him winning the title back to 2006, you know, Angle was a bigger deal at the time. At the time, you know, Samoa Joe had the undefeated streak. He was an Activision champion. He broke that record. Everyone was primed and ready for him to win the Impact Championship, but some, but Kurt Angle signed, and he became the priority, and I understand that because when you get somebody as big as Kurt Angle, you put all your chips behind him. Mm-hmm. But happening two years after it should have, after Joe's taken so many losses, been made to be second and third and fourth fiddle for so long, when he was you know next to AJ Styles, that homegrown star that you know was it for them i thought it was just such a such bad timing for this even if the matches they had were really good yeah uh i i didn't know that but that does sound terrible my my only understanding of this match is that this match is like mma uh esque uh when it was first introduced to me and honestly this is this match is like kind of the blueprint for all the matches that i uh really love Honestly, like Bloodsport, <laughs> uh, the fight pit. So 
outside of uh you know having that historical context like this match is like like mount rushmore in my mind right yeah it it it, again the moment you saw both of these motherfuckers in the ring together that was the match right It (laughs) it was kurt against aj styles it was kurt against Samoa Joe, it was Kurt against, you know, all, all these people that we had never seen him before, you know, against before, like indie guys, you would have never thought would get this chance. And Samoa Joe was that guy. I mean, people, people forget Samoa Joe was the biggest indie star at one point in time, 2005, 2006. He was the guy, him, Punk, AJ, they were the guys, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and they were, and, you know, coming up like the, the, the indie run for Samoa Joe was so legendary, bro. So for him to even be in this spot, was it was a big deal, you know what I mean? So um we get a super special entrance for Joe. Big fight feel here. Uh what did you think about the, the the Joe entrance? How'd you feel about that? When when I first saw this match back in 2015, when I was just getting back into wrestling, yeah, this this entrance was everything. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I it really did have that big fight feel, and I just I felt the intensity, and I would say I've it gave me the same intensity that I felt when I saw Daniel Bryan versus Takeshi Morishima. Like mm-hmm. just that vibe, like you could feel the energy, even though it's like old, like you, you could truly feel it. And it was really good. Yeah. So uh, after that, we get the uh, Kurt Angle entrance. Um, he's dressed like this is a real motherfucking UFC yeah. fight. <laughs> you about to kill Joe for real. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a real ass fight here. Um, when when Kurt gets into the ring, uh, he does something. He does something a little bit surprising. I I, I want uh want everybody to hear uh hear what Kurt does. Get her out of here! Get her out of here! And you can see that we have security coming over to the guardrail. Wow! And he he's asking his he's asking his wife Karen Angle to leave the ringside area. Frank, is is this a case? Where Kurt is, is, is so focused on Samoa Joe that he wants zero distractions. Now, you, you have to understand, they, people say this is me, the, you know, parents are support him, sitting in the corner. But I have a deal with my wife, Nikki, that she's not allowed to see me remotely show up in the arena until the fight is over. With her being in the corner, right there by Kurt, on his side of the cage, it is a distraction to him. If he wants to leave, she needs to get up and get out. She has to get up and leave. And you can see the. Remember this. I, I love the yeah. don't fucking touch me that they didn't do. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was just about to say that. But uh, uh, that, that's why I think they were kind of like very deep into the uh, Jeff Jarrett thing. But Kurt Angle said, no distractions. Um, I'm, I'm here for the fight. That That's all. And I shit, I thought it played up really well. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, don't fucking touch me. Don't <laughs> fucking touch me. Um, they let Kurt have all the damn deathmatch kumite shit he wanted in tna huh this this is definitely a kurt angle concoction and this is this shit hard body (laughs) (laughs) what is he talking about (laughs) this shit lit Uh, but the one thing i i will say i mean other than trig being really good on commentary which the crowd can't hear Mm -hmm. is that i felt like the crowd wasn't super into the ufc stuff in the beginning they were very muted very quiet for it i don't think that they were expecting that Okay, uh, do, I don't know, because normally when I, like, you know, live tweet wrestling and then I don't do, like, a long string of tweets after, like, or tweet during the match, it's because I'm, like, truly invested. I'm, like, really focused. I don't want to say maybe the crowd was just, like, really focused and into it, but this match mm-hmm. is really good nonetheless. 
I, you, you, yeah. you could say that. You could say that. But I think there was a clear distinction between how loud they got at the end to how loud they got, you know, during the match. And I yeah. think that, you know, there's definitely a correlation there between like, they, it was slow. It's, it's a very slow going match. There's a lot yeah. of holds. There is a lot of, um, there's a lot of locks and in, in, in submissions that are locked in for a very long time, longer than any regular match. And the pacing to me was, was great. I liked it, but I felt like yeah. the crowd was definitely, they were waiting for the high spots. And yeah, they were, they were, they were definitely yeah. taken aback and waiting, waiting, waiting for a kind of like a, a, a third gear. But this is like, for real, just like some true mat based wrestling technician brawler type shit, really. Yeah. Um, huge lariat by Joe at one point that has Kurt doing a backflip onto his neck. Uh, <laughs> that's not heat knowing heat, what happened. Heat, heat, heat rock. Uh, muscle Buster reverse into the ankle lock is a, is a very cool spot that I really enjoyed. I miss the Muscle Buster so much, but I understand why it was taken away. You can't do that. I, don't, I actually don't see anybody doing the Muscle Buster anymore. Yeah, everybody just does uh, Canadian destroyers now. Yeah, I've actually seen a lot less of those too. I, I'm seeing a lot less of those, but I'm seeing a lot more of planches, which is like an incredibly dull move, and I, I, I just don't get it. Everyone's doing the plancha. Everybody. I don't um, get they- it. They did this match a lot of favors, though, by allowing some of these spots to get time and breathe. I like the figure four spot um, mm-hmm. that, that lasted for a couple minutes. I like the STF spot, and I like Frank Trigg, you know, exposing, explaining why this move hurts so much and what it's focusing on, which is like the neck and the shoulders and stuff like that. I really thought that he added a lot to it. Him and Mike Tanay were spectacular on the call. On yeah. This, match. this commentary, like this booth at, during this match is pretty elite. <laughs> it was really good. Um, there was a really good fall with Joe and the ankle lock. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the ankle lock reversing into the coquina clutch. These reversals in the in the last ten minutes, uh, ten minutes of the match, where I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I really liked Kurt using the ref <laughs> to get to the ropes. That was a really cool spot as well. Yeah, uh, classic, and it, it is really good. Man, I just watching this, I was just like looking back before I ever like truly tweeted about wrestling and all this shit. And I was just like just looking at this match with like marvelous bro like this match is like everything (laughs) (laughs) i really like this match man so you already know what kind of score i'm about to give it um joe throws kurt to the cage which again i popped for the cage spot because Mm -mm. they they did not use the cage during this whole match they didn't use it they were using the ropes they were using you know the mat they were using all this stuff they never used the cage but joe said you know what i have to get brutal in order to win this he throws kurt to the cage uh, he then gives him the muscle buster and wins the match. I gave it four and a fourth. That this match fucking ruled. I loved it. Man, it's the hard, the hard five. <laughs> the, this this match, uh, truly, like it truly is like the blueprint for all the matches that I truly like really love. Like, uh, you know, obviously there's like people that have done it before him, and when I watch those matches now, I'm just like, yeah, man, the. the uh, this match definitely catered my taste towards uh towards the extreme like violence or like pancras or whatever style Demir Suzuki type shit. So, hey, this match this match is the blueprint. So I have to give it the five. Yes, um, this match was voted by TNA in the Year End Awards. It was named their match of the year. Do you, do you agree? Absolutely. It, it was definitely uh, they pulled out all the stops. I think for for a show. Um, it was to, to me. This was a 
it's a one match show to me. Yeah, well, my my uh, mileage may vary if you want to see like the lethal lockdown steel cage match, but honestly, you could just watch this and just like be good, uh, be straight. I think even the opener is something that you want to see if you ever want to watch this back. Yeah, I, I do the first and the in the last match on, on this. Uh, do you do you so? I, this is my favorite part of the show. I know this is your favorite part of the show too. The the uh, the history. Do you want you want to know what happened after this? Oh yeah, hit me with it. So Kurt Angle got injured. <laughs> you don't want to say heat because I'm pretty sure this is where he got injured at. He got injured, and uh, so he was not able to have the rematch with Joe uh, at Victory Road. So he uh, Joe was then he had to face uh, Booker T at Victory Road. Uh, went to a no contest when Sting hit Joe with a baseball bat and Booker pinned him and Charmel made the three count. So already going pretty well for Samoa Joe in his first uh, title reign, right? Um, Jesus Christ. At Heart Justice, after that, Joe defeated Booker uh, after a guitar uh, guitar shot, uh, reclaiming his title belt, which, of course, I forgot to mention, Booker took his title uh, (laughs) after Victory Road because Booker uh, claimed that he was the actual uh, champion of Kenny. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really fun. And then at Bound for Glory 4, he fought Sting uh, and got beat by Sting, uh, and his reign ended at 182 uh, days. It was his first and only TNA heavyweight title uh, win. Man, Sting really just ruining wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, and, and it goes into what I, what I, you know, said earlier was that you know it was, it, it was really a shame that we had to wait so long uh, to get this title reign because at that point, so many things that had, had passed him. You know, there were so many things that that Joe had already done. He was a triple crown champion at that point. There was also so many things that you know he just couldn't do. I mean, you had Joe facing Booker T and. Sting and not the guys that you really wanted him to be facing, and yeah. I think the current the current injury really ruined a lot of things for him, and and really kind of put a put a damper on his first reign as champion. I, I definitely think like them not going back to a lot of their, I, I guess I would say, homegrown stars, uh, really hindered it because they were just like, let's just go to the like the next, you know, the next big uh, acquisition that we have, which was Booker T, but. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Joe would, he wouldn't be too far away from the, the uh, top of the card. Uh, Joe and AJ Styles, they, they formed a, uh, they formed a group of wrestlers called the front line to oppose the main event mafia. I don't know if you heard about them. They were pretty infamous. Uh, stable. I, I'm, uh, I'm, f- I'm familiar, which <laughs> I don't, I don't like to dive too much into impact history. Yeah. Kurt Angle, Sting, Kevin Nash, Booker T, Scott Steiner, uh, Nash beat Joe. At one point, uh, <laughs> and uh, would that eventually lead into the uh, the promo that he has live on pay per view, where he like talks all his shit? Uh, when Who was that? it? Uh, when Scott Hall doesn't show up, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe. Uh, I believe so. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I think that led to there was a there was a I think it, it might have been the Six Sides of Steel match. I'm gonna find it now. I'm gonna find it. Uh, but I mean, Joe would be injured at the end of the year, uh, and he would come back with the uh, nation of violence with the, uh, the, the face paint and all that stuff. And Taz would come back and yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a weird point, but yeah, that was lockdown 2008. Uh, it wasn't a bad show. I didn't have a, I didn't have an issue watching it. Not, not as bad as victory road. I think that that was a chore to get through, but this one was, it was pretty cool to watch. I got through it in two sittings. Um, Cyrus, I want to do, I want to do a very special episode before the end of the year. 
if we wow. can. <laughs> well, if you show up. <laughs> I, I want to make it up to everyone. Well, the thing is, I have to show up because I'm the one who has the damn DVD. So we have to, <laughs> we have to watch it. I want to watch Final Battle 2006, which is headlined by Brian Danielson versus Homicide. I, I I know you're I know you're a big Homicide fan, so <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a huge Homicide fan. Uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I don't think a lot of people know that, but he's definitely somebody that is near to dear, near and dear to my heart for from my love of the indie scene in the mid 2000s. Um, I want to watch this DVD and I want to watch it with you. So we, let's do a live watch of Spot Callers. First time ever where we watch a DVD live uh, and we give our commentary as it as it's going. Sure. Uh, no problem. I, I definitely think we could do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'll, be, then, it'll, it'll be one last gift uh, for 2020 <laughs> for you guys. Two episodes of Spot Caller. Just for me, for me to you, making it up to you guys for no November episode. Let's do that. Let's put this out. What, what, what's the date here? Let's put it out uh, maybe after Christmas. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, around, 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 that, around that week. Maybe week of, maybe week of, week after, whatever. We can do it. We can do whatever. I don't, I don't have a life, you know. That's the whole point. <laughs> Um, life is slowing down as the new year starts boy hit me with that vaccine boy here we go <laughs> uh, but as always thank you guys for listening to spot callers um you can follow us at a show rnc for all the latest and greatest from the a show network including the a show of course uh cyrus's the war report uh spot callers which you're listening to right now rewriters room and me and cyrus are, we're coming up with a with a new japan show as well pretty soon so oh yeah yeah oh yeah of course yeah oh my god you make me sick anyway uh, we're gonna be coming out with that as soon there'll be more information on that to come uh but yeah thank you guys for listening to spot callers we'll see you back in about a week week and a half for final battle 2006 for cyrus i am justin thank you for listening and we'll see you later